<clears throat> Hello, everybody. Welcome to Quantum Witch Cafe, your place to talk, your safe place, I should say, to talk about anything paranormal, friends, strange, UFOs, UAP, if you're one of those fancy people that don't want to be a UFO person, but you really are. We got you too. And tonight we have Lily Nova, who I don't know if she has her own channel, which is fairly new. Um, she has a really huge following on TikTok. Uh, she's known as the UFO Whisperer because she's just really good at making contact. And she's she's actually documented a lot of stuff on a, on a camera. So welcome, Lily. Before we get started, I'm going to say hello to everybody in the chat. Some of you guys just hopped on over to this stream. Thank you so much for hanging out earlier. And thank you if you're listening now, later, in the future, anywhere you're listening, Anomalous Podcast Network, YouTube, um, whatever you're listening to this on, I really, really appreciate your support. So thank you for being around. Lily, for those, of the, for those people that don't know who you are, do you want to give us a rundown of who you are, what you do, and kind of how you started this journey? Yeah, so it has been a very crazy just roller coaster um, since COVID, essentially. Um, I got into astrophotography. That's kind of where everything started, where, you know, I was taking pictures of the night sky, spending all my time out under the stars in the middle of lockdown. And then my first UFO experience happened. <laughs> And then another one happened and then another one and then another one. I, I saw like 14 different UFOs, very close encounters um, in the matter of two weeks. And uh, since then, it's just been a crazy adventure. Um, so it started off as an astrophotographer and I was documenting them. And that's one of the reasons why they were popping up to me because they knew that I was recording them. Um, I think they wanted me to share that with people. And so I was doing that for a bit and more recently that, well, that evolved into me learning how to initiate contact with them. So that's one of my big focuses on now is teaching people how to make contact and do CE5 and uh, build a relationship with these beings. Um, I have also developed psychic gifts since these UFO encounters, which is actually like, this, that's like a pretty common thing. People, you know, their, their intuition kicks up or, you know, they begin hearing things or seeing things. For me, it was very heavily clairaudient where I began having visions. And so I've nurtured and developed that gift. And I also offer star origins and Akashic readings for people now, and that I can access that information and and see all that crazy stuff. And um, uh, started YouTube recently, which I just started doing live meditations and activations every Sunday at 2 p.m. Central. Very cool. Yeah, it's been great. Just building community. The same people are coming in and we got new people coming. And uh, it's been it's been really it's been fun. So I'm that's excited awesome. That. Mm -hmm. I just had to give people some background information. I met Lily in a random room on the, on Clubhouse. Clubhouse and she was talking about – she just popped in and was like, yeah, so this weird thing happened. And she starts talking about um, how she was at Star Park doing astrophotography and then there was this big bowl-shaped craft in the wood line. Um, mm -hmm. 
So it, it's just crazy to see how you, you know, you went from just, I'm a reporter, I'm documenting, to helping people kind of receive activations and get in touch with their star lineage. And I think it's a great thing because um, we need more people helping people connect to things that are not so fearful because a lot of people are afraid to make contact or they've had contact with other beings that are more low vibrational, mean, evil, whatever. And you are making contact with these beautiful, loving beings, right? So, yeah. So when I've did you very... start getting like the contact stuff happening with these beings? Cause I know you were documenting for a while before you started really purposefully contacting them. Yeah. And whenever we met, that was like, literally the week after I'm seeing UFOs left and right. I spent the night at this park surrounded by five different UFOs and I recorded them all night until the sun came up because I was afraid to leave. And I had no idea like who these UFOs were, what they were doing. Um, so I was like super desperate for answers at that time. Whenever we met, I was just like, Whoa, like what, what is going on? Um, and so that kind of happened for a bit where in, in, as I saw them more, I was kind of taking notes on um, the way that they would appear. Um, and it, it was kind of like developing a communication with them, developing a relationship with them, kind of getting to understand like how they work. But I didn't know who they were for a while. Um, everything really shifted, I'd say about... I'd say about maybe five or six months in, whenever I had heard about, well, I heard about CE5, I, I found Dr. Greer, which honestly, I did not know about Dr. Greer until that weekend on Clubhouse, whenever we met. He That's was right. Like, yeah, he just came on as like a guest and then everybody was freaking out. Yeah. And, um, <laughs> yeah. And then I was and like, then we wow. all caravaned and followed him somewhere else. I remember before, before all his, uh, yeah, before he got kind of associated with some naughty things, I guess. But mm. yeah, that that's awesome. So you were doing the um, – okay, so we have a question for you. Mm -hmm. um, she says, D how old were you when you started doing this, making contact? Did you have paranormal experiences prior to spending the night with UFOs or was this kind of something that is new to you? Mm -hmm. um, this is – so this is pretty new. Uh, it's – it started over the last two years. Um, I wasn't even like, I wasn't a UFO person before this. Although my dad growing up showed me ancient aliens and we would sit there and, and stay up all night talking about the secrets of the universe. And, you know, so I was always curious about it, but I didn't really know anything. I hadn't had any experiences like that. I've always had heightened intuition and I have had a, I had a spiritual experience before that. Um, and so there was one thing that happened whenever I was younger and it always like stuck out to me. I don't remember it, but my mom told me that, wow. yeah. And I want to actually try and tune in and see if I could pick up any more information on this. But my mom told me that she was really freaked out one night because she got up in the middle of the night and came downstairs. I was in the kitchen and I was like on my hands and knees pointing to the wall. And I was like, they just, they went right in there. Wow. And, and she was like, she was freaked out. Um, so I think that I did have some experiences when I was younger. I just don't, I haven't remembered them yet. Wow. That's amazing. Mm -hmm. And 
we were just, you know, we were just talking to to Leslie earlier, Leslie Mitchell Clark, and she says you can meditate and kind of ask for that sort of information, or you can see somebody like her that leads you back to that point in time. So that'd be really interesting to find out more about what you saw that night. Um, yeah, I kind of I set the intention, and then I kind of like half-assed started meditating on it and then I, th I think I kind of I don't know if I like fell asleep or what but nothing came um so I haven't put too much effort into it I just kind of remembered it again but yeah I definitely want to do that and if I can't get anything lately I've been thinking about doing uh hypnotherapy as well to just Very go in cool. way deep and see you know what else it's always nice to get another person's perspective on it too for sure. Well, we'll have to put you in contact with Leslie because that's what yeah. she does. Um, and you recently had an article about one of your pictures that you caught of a UFO, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, I had a an article in Lad Bible come out in, in the mirror with some of my footage and, and some of my story. And, and yeah, it's uh, I was surprised that that came out um, with because I talk about even what some of these beings look like in this mainstream right. article. Like I mentioned, I don't say it was the Pleiadians, but you know, I mentioned what they look like, what they, yeah. you know, the different ones that I've seen. So it was really amazing that that made it into a mainstream media. Yeah. That's kind of the stuff that, you know, we need to talk about just any experience that somebody has, they need outlets to talk about what they saw or what they, what happened to them or who they contacted, what they contacted, without being afraid of being censored because um, it was a great article guys. And I put all your links in the description. So if people want to check that out, but was that the most, so, cause what you, um, one of the ones they showed was the triangle, right? That you caught. Yeah, there was, um, uh, there was one where it's like two black triangles mm -hmm. and there's kind of a weird thing in between them. I think it might be like a portal opening up or something. So there's, one where it's two black triangles. Um, there was another ship that I caught pretty up close. It's got kind of like a weird orange opening or something on it. Um, I also caught footage of a beam of light. It was these lights in the shape of a triangle. This is the one that was in front of me at that park, that, that wow. shaped one. Yeah, that one was really close. And um, on my cell phone, I caught video of a beam of light coming out of it. And you can just see the like the light go up and then stop. Wow. Yeah, that's that's one of the craziest ones. So those were in there. <laughs> that's interesting. Yeah, you guys have to check it out because she's she's caught so many things. It's in the different kinds. You know, people always say like, well, why is there so many different kinds? It's because do they belong to other types of beings? Like, a, you know, when you see like an orb versus a triangle – are you seeing different beings um, operating each one? Right. Yeah, that's a great question. There are some, for a while, like every single one that I was seeing was vastly different. It felt different. Um, and also, so as I began to make contact with them, and that's as I began finding, that's when I found out I received my first vision of who was manning this orb. And they showed up in a little golden orb. <laughs> And uh, like, you know, but you, you can't fit in there. It's like this, high, right. this little golden orb. So that was kind of strange. I didn't know. Don't you have like a picture of one of those orbs? And it looks like it has a little ET in it. Uh, yeah, I do have a picture of a orb that has, there's a triangle in between and there's two. Okay, that's right. That's what it was. Yeah. 
so that that's really interesting because so that orb that we were just talking about with the triangle in between and, and there's silhouettes of a being on each side there's two beings that orb was small so what are they doing are they shrinking themselves down or projecting like some projecting their consciousness in some way you know what i mean so i think they right. can come in all different shapes and sizes it doesn't matter a lot of the time they come in little orbs i think they're projecting their consciousness and you know projecting it out there they may not they're not physically there but they're there right i've heard somebody say that the orb what that we see initially is like they're spinning merkaba mm -hmm. um because that's like our light vehicle um so that's why so many people see the orbs and then they have communications what are your thoughts on I guess using a Merkaba to travel as you do you think that they're doing something similar to that or do you think that's what they're doing? I think that that has something to do with it. Yes. At least for some of the, I don't know if like everyone, every type of being right. can travel <laughs> through uh, a Merkaba, but I definitely think that some of them can and probably are. Um, I've seen a lot of little golden orbs like that one that I said with the triangle and the silhouette, but other ones that are just little orbs and i do i wonder if that's some sort of a merkaba or something i think it has something to do with it yes because i've seen the first ones that i saw were orbs and they were about the size they got close enough so i could see that they were like the size of a basketball wow. but they were like a golden white you know um not quite white but not super gold but i have seen some little gold ones just hanging out in the sky before um, and it makes you wonder, like, so many people are seeing these orbs, especially during the daytime, they're seeing those little white orbs. Yes, and that's what I, I catch a lot. Yes, yes. And um, it's crazy. So I just, a lot of people think they have to do the CE5 uh, or the contact meditations at nighttime, but you have to do it. You can do it during the daytime, too. And you don't even really even have to leave your room mm -hmm. at times, right? It's just yeah. whenever you can do it, you can do it. So how does, do you, have you, do, do you do a lot of meditations during the daytime or do you mostly do them at night? I know you said you do your live meditations at 2 p.m. on Sunday. Mm -hmm. So do you get a lot of activity during the daytime and at nighttime or is it more than the other? Um, yeah, at first it was nighttime, but then as I began uh, initiating contact with them and at the time also, I didn't know like really what CE5 was I just I was kind of already doing it so I've I've done like the official CE5 meditation like once or twice so you don't you don't need that to um make contact but not um, at all <laughs> yeah yes yeah, so you don't need that but uh whenever I found out that I could make contact with them I then I made it like a daily routine where every sunset I would go out or every day and that's whenever I began catching these uh these golden orbs and it's like they show up in the sunlight, but if there's not light, you can't see them. Interesting. And, yeah. And a lot of time you can't see them with your eyes either, but they show up on the camera. Yeah. Um, which is pretty interesting. Um, so I, so it was night and then it's been mostly day. And actually a few weeks ago during uh, a daytime Sunday meditation, we actually had two orbs uh, come up beside me and it froze like it froze the phone and froze my life <laughs> oh wow they're just like they override the system and that's why so many people um i remember i had like a meditation and i was like man why don't people like i was kind of mad at the ets at this point or the interdimensional other beings i was like 
just come on, man. Like, we know you're there. People mm -hmm. want to see you. Let them see you. And they had showed me this whole, like, they had, they gave me, like, this, like, I went into a trance, and then I thought I fell asleep, but I was sitting up, and I don't fall, I'm not the type of person, like, I'm, a, I'm bougie, like, I had to be comfortable to fall asleep, it has to be quiet, I had to have blankets and pillows, so I was sitting in this stupid chair, and I get, like, into a trance, and then I sort of fall asleep, mm -hmm. and then I get this whole like explanation basically. And they, I showed, they'd shown me part of it in a dream and then they showed me part of it here in this, this uh, meditation trance wow. situation. And one of them was like me fumbling with my phone to take a picture of this thing that landed <laughs> and like my phone was like glitching out and turning off and, you yeah. know, switching screens and which is crazy because we see that happening um, on Skinwalker Ranch quite a couple of times. Like they showed their phone just like doing crazy stuff. Wow. Um, but they, it's like they override your feed because like the electro, like the electromagnetic yeah. spectrum that they're in or whatever spectrum they're in is messing with technology. So it's like, what makes people think they could just like take a selfie with an ET? Like mm -hmm. is our, is our, our, like is our technology even ready to do that? Right. I think that, you know, um, we have you're even when you capture them, you're using a great camera. You're using an mm -hmm. astrophotography camera. <laughs> and it's like they don't want to like fly right next to it and take a picture because who says yeah. it would even work with that? They keep they keep their distance too. Like even, I mean, they've been like the closest I've gotten is probably still like a a, a good size like yard away. Um, so yeah, I think that also has to do with if if they were near us, and I I feel like I felt their presence before. You can feel it, and it's intense. So. I mean, that. what if that could, like, harm us in some way or just right. mess with our body in some way or, or really mess with our frequency? So we don't, we don't know. So I think they, um, they want to be safe with us, too. And, uh, and you're right, it probably – maybe it wouldn't even show up on camera. Maybe our eyes, our eyes can't pick it up, the light spectrum right. that they're in or the way that they're manifesting. I have caught one photo of a light being, though. Oh, really? Yeah. Is that something you can show us or is that something you're saving? Yeah, I can show it right now. If That'd like. be awesome. Okay. You go share screen. I'm going to write down my question before I forget it. Oh, forgot it. It left my brain. Uh, I had a question. Oh, <laughs> It'll no. come back. Oh, no. Yeah, so this um, share. Do I have to invite you to share? No. I think it's letting me. Oh, there you are. Got it. Okay, so sure. let me know when you pull it up and you want to share it. There, there we go. go. So, oh, that's right. I remember this one. Yeah. So it's right here. Um, and it's just pardon the uh, messy, uh, messy room. It was in there's a like one thing on the floor. This was uh, an old classroom in the basement that I had been working on. And I was down there and I just took a picture for memory. And you can even see, like, it looks like there's, like, a head. Like, um, it's really bright right there. But, um, yeah, this thing was right in front of me. This is with my camera, my phone camera. So, and you said you weren't even, like, trying to take pictures of anything, right? Am no, I remembering this particular one? Yeah, yeah, exactly. I didn't even know. I was meditating a lot, and I could feel them around me a lot, but I did, had no idea that one was standing right in front of my face until I saw this. That's awesome. Yeah, there's a little rainbows in it. 
Yeah, and people expect them to look a certain way, but if we're dealing with something that doesn't have a physical body as we see physicality, then it's useless for us to have these expectations mm -hmm. and these anthropomorphic beliefs on something that isn't even in our same realm all the time. Like they, they grew up, they grew up, they grew up in different beliefs. They grew up in different energetic systems. You know, they don't have gravity. They might not have time as we see it. Right. So we have to kind of not expect things to show up with a body and two eyes. Sometimes they're just light. It sounds yeah. super weird, but it's just light. And they do us a favor sometimes of kind of like making a shape of themselves. So we like, oh, it's a, it's a being, it's got a head, you know, <laughs> like we can recognize yeah. it. Yeah, I think some of these can, they can take whatever form or shape they want. <laughs> some of these are so, um, just so close to source. Um, or just, yeah, like you said, they're, they, they, they may be made out of pure energy, not physical body. So, Right. And we're also seeing like a lot of like instances in the past even where it's been where somebody will see radar blips and then people out and about in the airfield won't see it or people flying won't see these things. And you've got this radar operator saying like, there's like a fleet or there's, you know, there's all these little blips on there. Who's out there? Like, tell us who you are. And it's not mm -hmm. one of our craft. It's something else. And nobody can see it, but the radar. But then we have it vice versa where some guy's flying and he sees it, but the radar doesn't see it. Yeah. And we have people looking at a sky. They don't see anything, but they pull out their infrared or mm -hmm. even their, their phone. Cause remember I was flipping out cause I had my iPad out that one day. <laughs> yeah. Like, <laughs> That's all huge. Just yeah. like my, Cause my phone was dying and my, my camera on my iPad's better. And I was doing CE5 and like, I remember what you said, like just ask them to kind of like show up. And mm -hmm. I was just kind of like trying to see where I wanted to point it. And I see this orb, but I'm like <sighs> looking behind it. I'm like, I don't see it with my eyes. And wow. how stupid of me to be so confused by that when we don't see, like we see barely anything and yeah. as far as like the visuals, vis you know, visible spectrum goes. Yeah. I just think thinking outside of the box and not expecting things to look familiar is going to really help people in this, whether you're a nuts and bolts person or a woo person, you know, whatever people want to say, because um, mm -hmm. it's not going to be, I mean, in some ways they meet our expectations, so we understand it, but it's almost like bait. It's like, Okay, you saw this light ship. You're paying attention. Now I'm going to really show you the weird stuff, like the light being you caught, you know? Yeah. Um, yeah. It's just this blob of light, but you know that it's sentient. So mm -hmm. we just have to really, like, open our minds to different things that we don't understand. And yeah. even biological effects. You know, like you said, maybe they're doing us a favor. Because maybe whatever they're using to propel and manipulate gravity or repel gravity is it's going to harm us. And we're seeing that more, you know, um, people talking about that more now we're mm -hmm. seeing the, you know, Gary Nolan's research with the part of the brain that's changed amongst people that have had close encounters or experience with craft. Really? And, what was that? <laughs> oh, so there's an area inside your brain called the, it's the caudate and they, they shorten it with caudate slash put them in just to like, cause it's in one area and the morphology of it changes. Like it shows some sort of degeneration. I'll have to find, um, I'll send you one of his interviews because mm -hmm. he's doing research on people that have mm -hmm. had these sorts of encounters and does like these pictures of their brain mm, and they have something idea. different, you know, and he's with Harvard. So wow. like he's 
Legit. you know, people are starting to take this seriously, thankfully. Um, but we're still kind of on the fringe, right? Like, we, it's not that the woo people are too dumb to understand what the nuts and bolts people are looking for. And it even shouldn't, it should not even be us versus them, but it's kind of like that right now. That's just how it is. But it's not that we're too dumb to understand that or we're not looking for that. I think so many of us have sort of looked for that initially, mm-hmm. but then have had these experiences where it kind of just knocks you out of the box. People talk about like thinking outside the box. Some of these mm-hmm. experiences just kick you right out of the box. And yeah. all of a sudden you're doing what you're doing. You're channeling. Yeah. <laughs> you're you're doing star seed readings or star lineage readings. And and I think it's really amazing because I think that you're ahead of a lot of this and it happens so fast for you. So I don't know how anybody could ever say with, I don't know how anybody could just not listen for a minute. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And that that's the frustrating part is like we're so stigmatized. They're waiting for the government to give us a freaking picture or a piece of UFO. <laughs> and yeah. we all know they're not going to do that. And I hate that. Like I hate that we have to give up on, you know, something that we're supposed to trust to run our lives. Yeah. Like you run our lives to just not help us out. But at the same time and people keep saying it, it's going to be on the people on the ground, the everyday people like you or like me. And I wouldn't, you know, or like even like the person across the street that never thought about a UFO, but they see an orb Mm -hmm. and it changes their life. Somebody mentioned earlier when I had Leslie on like, oh, I only saw an orb. You didn't only see an orb. Like I've seen people's life change because of an orb, you know, because then you start wondering what it is. Yeah. And you go down the rabbit holes. So, yeah. and you also mentioned something that I think people need to pay attention to. Like, you don't have – CE5 is almost a brand at this point. So, any meditation that you do with projecting a intention out mm-hmm. is sufficient because I remember at one point you had said, I just kind of asked them to go in front of my camera. Yeah. Sometimes it can be really simple. <laughs> it's crazy. Sometimes it can be. Do you use anything else um, as far as like when you're doing your guided meditations? Do you do any crystal bowls? Do you do any sort of like, do you burn any herbs? Do you do you have any sort of, I, I hate saying ritual because people get weirded out by it, but it is, you know, like. Yeah. Do you, do you do, do anything like that with people? Well, whenever I do my Akashic Star Origin readings, um, I you know, I get comfortable. I grab a, I have a moonstone pyramid. So I grab my period pyramid and sometimes I'll grab, um, you know, other crystals for that help with your crown and in your third eye chakra. Um, and that's actually something that whenever I first began communicating more personally with them, they told me to make contact with them. They, they showed me the pyramid and the crystals and then one other thing, which is frequency music. I listen to 963 hertz. So my ritual is I grab a few crystals. Um, I get comfortable. I put in my headphones listening to 963 hertz. And um, and then I ask. I set the intention and I ask my Akashic guides and my galactic guides to, you know, help help me uh, access the, this information and show me what's the highest good for all. So that's my own. Um, that's my routine and similar with CE five, um, kind of just setting the intention out, um, and getting in a relaxed state. It could be outside. Um, 
I got in a really relaxed state the other day. So spending time outside is really, really good. Um, just being in nature really helps to harmonize you. And um, I just laid in the grass and just looked up at the sky and looked at the at the clouds and just kind of cherished the moment. And uh, and then I, I felt them there. Like I began to feel them. So, um, yeah, just getting in a relaxed state, setting that intention and asking. And you want to be specific about, you know, who you are wanting to make contact with also. Yes, yes. And that's with any, like, um, any spiritual practice. You want to set your parameters. Um, and it could be something simple, just saying, like, you know, I don't want low vibrational or mean entities here. No, nothing evil or that wants to cause harm is allowed to come here. And you kind yeah. of do that sort of thing. So I think that that's important in anything we do, if you think about it. But getting into that state of mind where you're completely relaxed and even getting into a flow state, kind of like John when he plays the guitar and yeah. he starts getting these beings coming, you know, in front of him or uh, above him. <laughs> um, yeah. It's just that, like the one of the most coolest experiences I've had was the baby fell asleep in the back of the car and my son was at school. And I had like an hour to kill. So I just rolled down my windows and I have like the little sky window thing, you know, and I put my seat back and I did a quick um, contact meditation. And it was actually from um, contact tour. Mm -hmm. Oh my God, why am I forgetting her name? She's so amazing. But yeah, yeah the contact, contact tour has some meditations on their um, YouTube channel. And they, um, I did that and that one's only like 10 minutes. And I'm laying there, you know, and I look out my window and I see something. So I get my little wow. phone and I'm like, and that's the one that I sent you that they're near like the sun. Um, yeah. Like if you point in the direction of the sun where the sun is shining, you know, it like catches them. Yeah. But I saw something. I was like, wait a minute. I was like, is that a balloon? What is it? And then I didn't see it anymore. And I was like, well, I'm just going to record in that direction and see if anything pops up. But um, yeah. Did you get one? Doing... Yeah. Did you get one going across? Yeah, that was a, that, that was another time. Yeah, this was a different uh -huh. time. But um, okay, that time yeah. I was like, because I remember you were posting about the sun ones and a lot of people um, were kind of seeing those if they look mm -hmm. for them during the yeah. daytime. Mm -hmm. And some are kind of amorphous, like they change shape. Yeah, yeah. I highly recommend. Um, actually, I had a, a reading with a woman the other day and she was really interested in making contact and I, I told her about the, you know, the, the pointing at the sun, trying it during the day. You can catch them in the sunlight. And literally the next day, she sent me pictures of this of this orb in the sunlight. And I zoomed in on it. I was like, no way. I zoom in on it. And there was just like a perfect heart like in this. Uh -huh. It was it was so cute. And I was like, that was I mean, that's legit. She got it. The, yeah, and you do photography, day. right? Like, so before any of this, guys, she's a photographer. Like, she's not – she knows what a glare looks like on the camera. Mm -hmm. Like, you do deep space photography. You do normal – you know, you do – I've seen a lot of stuff you do. You do a lot of beautiful pictures, but I think that you would know the difference between, like, a little weird camera flare. And I think most people can. Like, it's rare. Like, mm -hmm. some people will try to pass it off sometimes, but um, it looks different. And then also, like, it moves differently. So mm – -hmm. It's See, not what, like she's just, you know. <laughs> yeah. And that one that, that she showed me whenever I zoomed in, because I was like, is that a glare or something? Because I, I was kind of like surprised, like, 
she got one like immediately after but you know they like to do that they like to surprise you and you know as, as soon as you as soon as you learn like a new piece of information um and try something i feel like just like with you and the uh the contact tour meditation they want to yeah. show you like hey it worked and mm -hmm. whenever i zoomed in on it and i saw a heart I knew. I was like, that's definitely yeah. him. Because <laughs> I do give people a lot of hearts, it seems. Um, share yeah. the light. That's who I'm thinking of, Sharon. The Share mm -hmm. the light. So she's the one that does the meditations with them. And she's the co-founder of Contact Tour. So yeah, it was her that's meditation. Awesome. It just came to me. But <laughs> but yeah, so say somebody is curious about this. Maybe they just saw an orb and they're more, they want to know what it was mm -hmm. or what it is. Or maybe they saw the orb, had this amazing feeling. And they want that again. What is like your step by step? Like I'm new. I'm like, Lily, I saw this orb and mm -hmm. I want to see it again. And I want to know who the occupants are. I want to know who's driving it. I want to know what it means, whatever. What would yeah. you tell me? Like I'm a new client. Like I saw my first orb. Okay. Um, I would <laughs> say, so and actually these are some videos that I made on YouTube is, is start. I made like a star seed mantra. That's like step one. Like, voice out that you are wanting to connect with these these star beings these enlightened beings and ask them you know just kind of ask them ask is basically step one and set that intention that you want to learn more and you want to connect with them and uh and then after that usually you will get some sort of a sign um and you can also do there's a three keys to connect YouTube video that I made that takes you through some visualization and, and energy techniques that I also use whenever I am um, connecting with them and doing my, my readings and stuff like that. So, so I think that's a, a good practice and a protective energy bubble too. There's, so there's three keys to help you kind of connect and be able to receive information. That's what they, that was one of the first things that they showed me whenever they sent me a telepathic vision of the, uh, the blue woman with the, uh, in that golden orb. Um, they, she, they sent me a, a vision of her in her gray, silver space uniform, light blue skin, no hair. That was the first one that I ever saw. And then they showed me another image of a, like a head with light entering in through the top. I had no idea what a download was. Wow. That's yeah. so amazing. Yeah. So that's a, that's a download and that's how you receive this information. It's almost like uploading. It's like sticking a thumb drive into a computer with like some updated information or something in it. Um, it kind of are, we just, we receive these downloads and they're kind of like packets of information. Yeah. And uh, that's been reported by my other people too people that wouldn't even seem like the type. Like, I don't know if you've read American Cosmic. Mm -mm. Um, one of the people she talks about, um, he does that. Like, he goes, he gets these downloads and he's like an inventor and patents things, wow. a millionaire. Like, but he gets his, I think he's in biomedical, but he gets his inspiration by like, he literally goes to sleep thirsty, drinks water barefoot outside. He doesn't drink coffee. Um, or caffeine and he just drinks this water and stands outside and gets these downloads wow. about these amazing ideas like these devices that change people's lives and it's just That's amazing. nobody taught him that he's not into he's not a ufo guy do you know what yeah. i mean yeah yeah so it's like if you ask <laughs> you're probably gonna get some answers 
Yeah, just finish, um, taking some time to kind of quiet yourself. And, and what you said earlier about the flow state, that's actually before I even meditated. I was not meditating before this. Now I meditate a lot to make contact. But before I was going out and taking pictures of the night sky or during sunset, and I kind of just got into a flow state where, you know, you feel bliss and you just feel you're very connected to source whenever you're in a creative flow state. It's very natural. You're channeling that energy essentially. And that's how I would connect with them. Like literally they would not show up. So doing what makes you happy, doing what makes you happiest, right? That fulfills you. Yeah. Following your bliss. That was one of the main things. I'm like, what should I be doing? What do I do? (laughs) You're like, you're like, follow your bliss. <laughs> and I was like, yeah, imagine my surprise when I'm sitting with a napping baby in the car. And I was like, this is dumb. I want to get out of the car, but I can't leave the baby in the car. But I don't want to wake him up. And I was like, ah, I gave up. I surrendered to being a mom that in that moment. And and that's, you know, I had those. I'm just going to do a meditation because I have time right now because the baby's quiet. Yeah. So um, I say baby, but he's like two. He just turned three. But, you know, like oh, he's wow. my youngest. So he's the baby. But yeah, um, just do what you And I've noticed like, things that I do and I'll get like chills, um, but not all over. They're only here. So I feel like that's some sort of like opening yeah. crown chakra or, you know, even the galactic gateway chakra that not a lot of people talk about because oh, yeah, I had a similar vision and I'll have to send you a picture of it because I drew it um, not this past Christmas, but the Christmas before that, uh, 2019, I want to say. And I was meditating and I got this vision of like a, a silhouette of a person, but you couldn't see who it wasn't a person. It was like a light being person, but it was a, wow. it was us. It was our true like energetic wow. signature. And it had like this ripple kind of just like coming out with wow. like the chakra colors kind of like prismatic. And that was before I finished, um, I taken some, I, you know, I'm a, a soy Reiki master, so I took all that stuff, but it didn't have a lot of pictures to go with it. But, yeah. you know, maybe I had seen some of this stuff before, but it was weird, like, the way it was alive. It wasn't just a picture. It was mm-hmm. like, and I couldn't stop it. It was just there in my head, like, I was forced to watch this movie, even though I know I wasn't forced, because in a way, if you're meditating, you're opening yourself, you are looking for it. Yeah. But, um, yeah, I had to send you that picture, because it was like a rainbow coming down. That sounds beautiful. Um, and I'm not an artist, so it's not going to be that cool of a picture. But <laughs> <you know? laughs> I'm sure it's awesome. <laughs> that's but it's actually interesting one that the, you see that. Yeah, that's actually one of the other things that they've uh, showed me and told me about too. Just using visualizing like a rainbow um, going entering through your body and kind of doing that is also just something that actually I, w- I did a CE5 on Thanksgiving just uh, by myself and I did get one that showed up and um, it's just kind of like on the horizon stayed for maybe a minute and then it disappeared and then I closed my eyes to try and tune in to it was and I saw a a ship a spaceship and then I saw a rainbow and they were telling me to like use use the rainbow use rainbow energy and i was like that's kind of weird but okay well, the, <laughs> the colors you know the yeah. colors are so important like um and it aligns to certain traits just like your chakras do and cat read my mind she says rainbow 
she said rain i said rainbow entering i was just going to talk about rainbow eating like they say like just from mm -hmm. a pure like you were a nutritionist right <laughs> so yeah. eating the rainbow like yeah. it has all the vitamins that you need and you have these people will do these chakra eatings where like they'll eat like red root vegetables and strawberries that pertain to your root chakra to get you yeah. you know give your nourish your root chakra and then they'll do like, you know, the next one, the next day is oranges or, you know, something orange to go with your sacral. And it's kind of like a thing that they do. But in reality, we should be doing that every day, eating the rainbow. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's interesting how the colors are so important. Mm -hmm. because they hold different frequencies, different energy. They align to different parts of our life and they fix that. Same thing with crystals. Like you see the <laughs> – my husband always laughs at me. But when I was super sick with my first baby, he was like – I had like morning, I had all day sickness and I got vertigo. I was just like a useless blob of like pregnant woman <laughs> just laying there. And he's like, do you want me to put your rocks on your body? <laughs> oh my God. Because I had the chakra, I had heart shaped chakra rocks wow. and um, they were dyed granite. And people would always talk crap like those are dyed. And I'm like, uh, they're granite though and color frequency. color. If you're seeing a color, it's a real thing. So you yeah. can use that and uh, there's even people, um, you know, Truth Seeker, the one that I had on, the mm -hmm. music guy, he's super awesome. He was saying that he'll do his LED lights to certain colors when he's meditating. So if he's focusing like on his heart chakra, he'll put the LEDs to green. Yeah, and I, like I had the dude on from Lucius Labs, Alexi, and he's talking about coordinating some sort of like color yoga where mm -hmm. like you're doing, as you're doing the yoga practice, it's geared to your chakras and the mm -hmm. light is going to change when you're working like on each chakra yeah yeah so rainbows are very important mm -hmm. and i got my just... uh rainbow light back there i see it. <laughs> I <love> it i have a selenite that has like a little color changing um thing oh, under no. it that changes that's awesome it was like in my labor and delivery room because they were like, you can't bring candles, obviously. I had to go to a hospital. But um, I had my little – I had a little one and then I ended up getting a bigger one like this year. I found it like super cheap somewhere and it changes color so it has all the colors and yeah, it just perfect. rotates through. But it's it's very cool um, that yeah. people work with color. And it's important to work with color, people. I mean, I have a friend, Olivia, and she's a in England. She's a London fashion consultant. She's done all this cool stuff. She really teaches like putting your wardrobe to certain colors to um, like enhance your chakras and give wow. you confidence. And and then we look at organized religion, which a lot of people are not happy with. But I grew up Catholic, so I saw a lot of weird Catholic stuff. And they would change like the priests would change their. Now, if you're Catholic, tell me what they're called. I'm about to call them sash thingamabobs that they wear on their like for <laughs> Easter or Lent. It was purple and then yeah. for like another season it was green so people have like significance in color but they forget about that as they grow up right like, it what doesn't it have meaning anymore <laughs> yeah yeah or like even the kids like they like certain colors because they like certain colors mm -hmm. well it makes me happy yeah so yeah, it speaks sure. to us and that's my whole color rant <laughs> <laughs> I, like I was it. able to tie in like uh dyed crystals are fun too <laughs> I like it. Yeah. And uh, with the the chakras too, that was one of the first things that they told me um, when I began, began communicating with them more, they were like, your heart chakra needs attention. And you're this, there was like three different, really, I had to go through all of them, but they were like, these ones yeah. are really bad. You need to like 
that's what's wrong with you. Because I was feel I was just like, I don't know, I was going through a rough time, and it can yeah. really be uh, correlated with your chakras. It's crazy. In the, and I'm difference. sure they were accurate too. Like maybe you have had some heartache or heartbreak or, you know, weren't loved enough or didn't give enough love in some instances, you know, but all that stuff, people forget about it. Um, and it's almost like I tell people it's like a clog in your pipe <laughs> like because yeah. you have the central column that goes through that connects you to basically earth and sky called your sushumna and it's this light pillar and you're always connected to it but sometimes it's more thin. And this is just kind of like a visual, like none of this stuff is like, you know, I can't prove it obviously, but I've been shown people's that are just like super, like it's like a wisp, you know? Mm -hmm. um, and then some people that work on it there, it, it builds like a column of light, but within that light is what kind of like anchors your chakras. It's almost like beads on a thread. So ah. each chakra, it like you have to have, it's like grounding energy, like, like very tech, like, grounding electricity almost like you're having yeah. this download but it doesn't have anywhere to go and it can mess up your chakras like or yeah. you know like you had this big heartbreak one day and your chakra just got all like beat up and bruised and disformed and you've got all this beautiful stuff coming in from like the earth the earth mm -hmm. and the sky and it's getting stuck there like a gross old clog in a pipe <laughs> that you, to, you know yeah you know, get your spiritual draino i guess i don't know um, yeah but exactly it, but yeah so it blocks you know it blocks what you're supposed to be receiving. And also, it does not help that we're around so many different frequencies that we're not are not natural. Yeah. And I think we're going to evolve to accommodate that and overcome that because so many people are like they try to, you know, they even if they try to like they didn't even if it's on a purpose and we're getting like our frequencies and our energy fields are getting poisoned by all this stuff around us. We found a way around it, you know, Um mm -hmm. Because I don't think that anything really can block you if you just break through it. Yeah, and like more powerful. Exactly. You have to remember that you're more powerful than any stupid frequency, even if it kills you. I mean, I'm, I know that sounds horrible, but even if you, you like people that get really sick from, there's people that get sick from like everything, you know, um, microwaves, all that stuff. They don't have microwaves in their house because they're so sensitive to it. Wow. But. <clears throat> Lucy got people talking about – oh, wrong one. <laughs> it moved. Mm -hmm. Morning. Uh, you know, George, though, morning's uh, color black is also symbolic of rebirth. Ooh. And I wear a lot of black. <laughs> it's very protecting, um, you know, and that's one of the theories why so many witches wear black is the, the black is not as – it depends on what you're studying, too, because in some hoodoo practices, black is, like, a bad color. But um, yeah. for most – most spiritualities, I don't think that black is, you know, mm -hmm. always mourning. Black tourmaline. <laughs> and it's protective, right? It's one of the it's the most protective stone. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's cool. But yeah, we have even people do like flower colors. Mm -hmm. Yeah. See, it's see, it depends on where you are. White and China is the color of mourning, so oh white, wow. White feels so pure and just, I don't know. But you have to think about death. Like, death has this whole stigma. Like, obviously, like, we don't want anybody we love to die. Mm -hmm. A lot of us don't want to die. Some of us don't care if we die, like, you know. It's just, but people forget that, like, that whole death is not always, you know, um, it can be the means to a new beginning. 
Yeah. If you believe that there's anything else, if you yeah. believe in like a, you know, karma or past lives or future lives in that reincarnation, mm -hmm. it can be like, oh, you're done with your work here. Um, mm -hmm. So it's a good thing. Yeah. So I don't think that death, I think that the concept of death is sometimes very scary to people. But there's also a lot of beauty on it because right on the other side of death, there's birth of something else. So, yeah. Yeah, that's really interesting. Uh, I had a terrible nightmare whenever I was younger that my my mom died in the dream. And it was just a terrible, horrific, um, even graphic dream. And it like woke me up and I was crying. And uh, my mom looked it up and she said that it, it, it meant new life. And in then an, another time, which shortly after there ended up being new, new life. So then I understood what it meant. And then just this past year, I had a dream. My dad had already passed, but I had a dream that he died again. And I was like, what the heck? Like, that sucks. Why, why am I dreaming about this again? And then I got the message. It, it was like he died in that dream to give you new life because it, it, created a whole new beginning for you and it's just marks something yeah. beautiful that's true sometimes i mean and this is super cliche like we don't realize the beauty in the world if you have never seen something scary or ugly or evil you're not going to recognize if you're just always in this perfect state of everything's good everything's beautiful you're not going to recognize so other types of beauty around you. But if you've seen hell, you've been there, you come back, you've seen monsters, demons, mean aliens, whatever. Yeah. You you recognize when you see something that's more pure and more high vibrational. And yeah. Christian has a question. Oh, oh, my gosh. It keeps switching. I'm sorry, guys. I'm ridiculous. <laughs> uh, problems caused by blocking contacts. Can you elaborate on that? It's a question. Problems. Random content. Can you... Uh, add to that question because I'm not understanding it. Problems caused by blocking contact? Question mark. Are you asking if there could be something that's blocking you being able to make contact? Maybe. Hmm. Um, a lot of it is self-imposed, I feel like. If uh, you feel like I I've had some clients with readings and, and they're saying, you know, I, I just feel so blocked. I feel so stuck. I can't, mm -hmm. I can't make contact. I'm like, well, you keep telling yourself that story. And I promise you, if right now you decide that you can, and you will, something's <laughs> going to happen. <laughs> you resist contact. So you don't want to have contact. Oh, well, that's okay. They don't want to mess with you. If you're, if you're afraid, or if you're not ready, um, they, they won't push. I mean, <laughs> but some people do have those just random, crazy reality shifting experiences. Um, but I mean, yeah, it's okay if you're not comfortable with making contact. Oh, how to stop them. You oh, know, um, them. people, somebody told me this yesterday in the chat for Order of Light um, that Elena Denon has a lot of really good uh, protection uh things that you can do so random yeah. content look into elena denon because she has a lot of uh protection techniques yeah because she she went through a lot yeah yeah if you hear her story it's 
It's scary, but cool. I mean, she did that, and you know, it must have been terrifying for her, but look how many people she's helping. So we talk about like the crappy things that happen to us or the scary things. And yeah, there was actually something that I read from her that, um, so I have had iffy, it's not necessarily with negative ETs, but more of negative entities and energy, like psychic attacks and stuff like that. Yeah. But, but really, is this a after it, you started um, opening up? Yeah, this is whenever after I began having visions, and then I just like the floodgates opened, and I was just very um, my third eye was like just cracked wide open, and um, so I had to learn strong energetic boundaries. That's something that has helped me a lot, and I practice on you know setting boundaries, saying no, you can't, you can't come near me. I'm not you know if it's a, a negative energy or whatever, just setting those boundaries, some visualization techniques help. But I found out that a lot of it was just working through my own fear. Your fear is what lowers your frequency to allow that to even come in. Um, and something Elena Danone said that I, that really resonated with me was that fear is permission. Do not be afraid because you're giving them permission. We have free will, um, but I guess they take fear as permission to, you know, they can mess with you. So tell them they can't stop or they can stop. No, I can't stop it. Oh, you're, you're muted. Uh, Priscilla, you're mute. Oh my God. Sorry. I'm, I'm sick. So I've been muting to like not cough or heavily breathe. So yeah, you're oh good. Goodness. Sorry guys. So the question was, did Lily have any problems adjusting to her new reality? Has anything really thrown her? Yeah. Um, it was, uh, some of it has been kind of, it's been pretty intense. Um, as my gifts began coming online and I started meditating and, you know, they told me you need to work on these chakras. I had a lot of damage to my chakras, a lot of like childhood trauma and just wounds that needed to be healed. I spent, this is, I think this is a bit dramatic. I don't think everybody will have to go through this, but um, I spent a couple months just like crying in my bed, working on my chakras and, and meditating. Um, it was like, I had to let go of all the new or let go of all of the old to allow in the new. So a lot of like personal development and, um, and healing and energy work. Uh, but yeah, at first it was tough just finding out that there are like UFOs and other beings out there. I've had to pinch myself multiple times. Like, am I imagining this? Am I going crazy? <laughs> because a lot of it is, it's the reality. It's Things are stranger than even fiction. Like the truth is stranger than fiction. Absolutely. And I think the crying's normal. Um, sometimes the thing that damaged our chakra that we're working on at the time or all of them sometimes is something that we've kind of like didn't process at the time. So when you go in to remove that energy, a lot of people start crying. And if, you ha if you've never worked on your chakras and you just do it, and you start doing it all at once, then you're going to cry a lot or you're going to get pissed a lot. But you have to let those pass through you because that's what you were holding on to um, mm -hmm. 
when the event happened that caused this trauma, even in another lifetime, you know, um, like something yeah. happens to us and we don't know how to deal with it. So we just let it internalize or like we get this big energetic shock and our chakra shrinks up or it expands too much sometimes, you know, so mm -hmm. we have to deal with it. So crying is perfectly normal for people working on their chakras for the first time. And then, you know, some people get pissed. They yell. Yeah. I <laughs> it's just they want to scream. Like, because yeah. that's what they wanted to do when that trauma happened, but they couldn't. Maybe they were a child, you know, or you know something like that. So yeah, I've oh my gosh, I just um, saw that on my mute. I just saw that you're muted, like up there again. I was like, ah, oh, not again. <laughs> Am I good? No, I'm fine. I just I reread oh. it and I was like, I scared myself. And then I saw another <laughs> question. All right, mm -hmm. people have so many good questions for you. Um, have you had any healings from contact? Oh, yeah, for sure. They have, um, like, the first thing that pops in my mind and what no, I was just thinking about a second ago, too, was whenever I first began making contact, like, actually close, closer, like, intimate, they felt like love, and my heart just felt so full, and I bawled my eyes out, like, every time I would make contact with them, and I think that just that unconditional pure love it was, it was healing my heart. It was healing me. I like, I had never felt anything. So it makes me want to cry just thinking about it, but, um, <laughs> but um, yeah, definitely healings. Um, I've asked them to help me with things, you know, various health things. Um, and, uh, and also something that, so whenever all this started happening, I was like, I, I wear contacts and wearing contacts is so annoying <laughs> and and i asked well if i can do this can i heal my eyesight can i get perfect vision you know why not if we can do whatever you know if, if we right. have the power and uh so i set that intention and i asked and then you know i'd forgotten about it like six months later i went to the eye doctor the other day and they're like that's weird your prescription's too strong like they either overprescribed you or your eyes are getting better. And I was like, no way. <laughs> wow, that's that's interesting. And that's very cool. Yeah. So, so I'm hoping next time it's uh, the eyes are even better than the last time. Then we'll know. Hopefully I'll have 20-20 vision. <laughs> oh, yeah, thank you. So looking forward. Yeah, he's happy that you had some healing. I'm glad for your healing experience. Some people aren't there yet, so... Um, and then, oh, okay. So is this an occurrence? George says, yes, eyes are often healed. That's awesome. So that's cool to know because I always joke around about needing glasses. So maybe I need to, <laughs> <laughs> I told my husband and I told, so somebody made a video about, um, these ufology bitch, the UFO bitches with glasses. Um, and they were attacking a couple of YouTube podcast females that have that have glasses and i was like well guys i don't know if i could fit in because i don't have glasses but i did think that a bag laying on the side of the road was a dude crouched over um a few times so <laughs> i need glasses but maybe i'll just ask them hey <laughs> yeah to ask them if they can just you know heal it make it better yeah um, i, I just always noticed feel sorry go ahead uh, I was just going to say, I just, I didn't have like the comments pulled up and, um, hi cat. Hi everybody. <laughs> Christian. Oh I just yeah. want to say hi yeah. to everyone. <laughs> it might start on like private chat initially or something. Yeah. So. And Ariah. 
Arise here. Awesome. So awesome to see you guys. Got a lot of good people here tonight. And some people were here for Leslie. So thank you for hanging out for two hours with me. Um, yeah. Two and a half hours. So <laughs> pretty much. But yeah, that awesome. was. Uh, so Lily, we are coming up on. So get your questions in because we're coming up on the hour. Um, and we can just chit chat until that happens. Sansi says her daughter has a hole Sansi. in her cornea that she's been doing Reiki on and now it's healing. Um, and no more need for a transplant. Oh my so people, gosh. you just gotta like believe and ask and it doesn't really matter. Like what you believe in is the thing you can have so many different, there's so many people that believe in different gods goddesses maybe Angels, like one you know. god yeah you know like the first time when i first started having these experiences they were demons and angels and then i was kind of like the thought was put in my head like when i was meditating one day like angels huh um they didn't have wings mm -hmm. and they ended up looking up like the pictures of the light beings that are just light silhouettes yeah and that's what they were and there was three of them and wow, I remember um, they came for some definitely emotional healing. You know, like my brother passed away unexpectedly. And that night um, they came and were like pulling. Like I saw them pulling. I was in like a good form of like I was paralyzed but not scared. Um, and I was awake and I saw them pulling out like these black sheets of energy. Mm. And I don't know what it is, um, what wow. it was now, but it definitely – it was something that needed to be removed because they were kind of like loving, but stern, like go to sleep. Mm -hmm. And I was just like, F you, you know, like I'm not going to go to sleep. My brother just died. I don't want to hear any angels right now. I'm mad at God. I'm, I'm mad at any gods and goddesses. I'm mad at the aliens. I'm mad at the angels. You know, I'm mad at everything right now. So don't, yeah. but they're, we're loving, but mm -hmm. kind of like authoritative, but like tough love kind of thing. Yeah. And they, I, they started pulling out these energy things out of me and then That's I just awesome. fell asleep and I couldn't even talk about that for so long because you know um because it was so powerful yeah so cool. random content I have how so how does somebody go about getting a reading from you so I have there's a link on my website at lilynovaspaceart.com and if you scroll down just a little bit, it'll say Book of Star Origins Reading. I also have the uh, the link in my link tree. There's a tab. Um, and you just fill out the form. I ask a few key questions. Like, what specifically do you want to learn besides your Star Origins? That's a given with, with the readings. But if there's anything specific that you want me to look into or, or any questions that you have. And uh, so you fill out the form and book a... A time and date and then we do it <laughs> very cool yes and i have her link tree in the description guys so if you want to go there after or now and go check it out uh another question is from george have have contact induced any obes or feelings of vibrations at night um i haven't had an obe i think maybe once out of body experience it was totally on accident whenever i was younger um since then i have I have not, um, but I have heard other people and feelings of vibrations at night. I'll often hear, especially in the beginning, frequencies, mm -hmm. higher pitched uh, noises and sounds. And often, actually, before I go to bed, um, I can hear buzzing, like 
frequently. Yes. So hearing that, that sound. And lately I've been getting like the jolts. I think it's because we're made out of so much electricity and so much energy. I think it's my body like acclimating to these higher, this higher energy. So, um, and that's happened. I, I can kind of like second that. Like I've been, I always, I've, people say like, oh, it's tinnitus. Well, this stuff didn't happen until after my first sighting when I was five. And I remember after that kind of like, there are some nights where for a while I thought it was like weird bugs outside. Mm -hmm. And then it got too much. And I thought like, as a little girl, I'm like, I'm going crazy. Like, this is going to drive me crazy. I can't sleep. It's too loud. And the wow. second I said it was too loud, it kind of like changed into something that wasn't as like, it kind of sounded like cicadas at first, but not cicadas, like robot cicadas. It was super weird. Wow. Um, and then I still get that. But only if I, I can tap into it now, it doesn't just like, or maybe I'm just used to it now, but it'll change. Like sometimes it sounds like, uh, like Morse code or more um, kind of like robotic than other times or um, sometimes it sounds like music. Like I'll think there's like, you know, like the typical like, oh, like heaven music, yeah. uh, stuff like that. It's super weird. I'm like, I'm crazy. But, you know, <laughs> it's a, if you have that, you're probably clear audience. So so you'll probably get more like verbal or sound messages from something that seems disembodied or, or like it's coming out of nowhere, but it's coming from them. Also, like pressure in your head. Yeah, obviously, like if you've been cleared for any brain tumors and all that stuff, that's just a disclaimer. But like, you know, like um, I, I'll hear like the ringing and it'll get super loud and I'll get this pressure and I just have to like lay down because I feel like I'm going to black out. Um, yeah. What's interesting, the past two readings that I've done, they mentioned a pressure. I don't feel that maybe sometimes some pressure, like whenever I'm laying down and stuff. But yeah, I think that that's a common. Uh, that's a big one, too just pressure. So I have not had a regression. Lily, have you had a regression? No, but well, I mean, I've done some, some past life actually. So I've had two spontaneous regressions, um, just that just like happened, um, for two different past lives. And I like kind of relived and experienced it and, and learned the lessons from it, processed it and everything. One of them was when I, uh, was burned alive as a witch in like old English England times. And then another one was from a, a life on Lyra with the, whenever the reptilians attacked. Um, but I haven't had like a official, you know, like whole regression, just kind of two. I do want to do that though. Maybe you'll have to, you'll have to contact Leslie. Yeah. I am really interested. Just, mm -hmm. just the past like week, I've been getting a lot of signs and synchronicities about, um, doing hypnotherapy. So I'm pretty interested to uh, try it. Yeah. He says, um, random content says spontaneous regressions are intense. Yes. I remember doing, so I've done a past life meditation that turned into a super crazy regression wow. and you're right. That's a good way to put, I never thought of it as a spontaneous regression. I'm always like, Oh, I got like visions from my past life, you know? Um, but that, yeah, uh, I had the whole Lyra thing. We should talk later because the whole Lyra thing happened. It was actually very scary. Like I started mm -hmm. crying because this, this. I don't know if you guys know about the the Lyra situation. Um, way way back when the Ripsaw yeah. started kind of taking over planets and stuff, but um, it was very scary. And then also like the whole witch thing. Like to this day, I'm like 
terrified of pre- like there's I had some asshole there was one asshole priest at my Catholic school that definitely made gave me a reason to be afraid but irrationally mm. afraid of priests sometimes and like men of God yeah and the regression showed me like almost like a like a montage of from like Lyra to like now wow. and it was these little snips and it's crazy because you'll see people that you met. Like I've seen people I've met online when I'm doing – because I do past life regression. But I don't want to mess with my abduction stuff because I remember some of it not being so pleasant. Um, and I also – it was from a time where I thought for sure there were demons mm-hmm. um, doing it. So that was more of like entity attack maybe. Um, but I don't want to know. But I'm, I'm, I'm past that. And even if they were taking me, I'm like, they were just working. They're just doing their job. That kind of makes me feel a little bit better, you know, um, but now it's like um, the the past life stuff comes up and it brings up real feelings, um, like the whole fear of uh, religious men in particular, not so much females, but men. So doing the past life regression, it was just a meditation and it ended up being a regression. So I'm glad yeah. you guys told me about that term because that's one that I never thought of. Kind of, I was just like, yeah, I had these visions of my past life or mm-hmm. I'll be meditating, doing like a contact meditation. And I'll start meeting um, different types of beings and they'll show me like, hey, like you were here doing this. And I just kind of wrote it off as imagination. But people downplay their imagination when they're meditating because where is that even coming from sometimes, you know? Yeah, it's it's coming from somewhere. You're being inspired by something or or getting those downloads. (laughs) And this is another thing too, like the dream state. Um, There are theories on why we do that when we fall asleep it's like i'm leaving one part of me and exiting or going to another state now i've grown up with dreams being very significant to our life and also being a witch to me like i'm working in my dreams that's another realm that we go to Mm -hmm. so yes um part of you does leave and maybe that's just like the inherent native american knowledge from my dad's side or maybe it's just my grandma always speaking about her dreams and the symbolism Uh, Maybe I was just raised that way. But at the same time, people definitely downplay what they're doing in their sleep or what their consciousness or their light bodies or ethereal bodies are doing in their sleep. There's so many different things people call it, you know? Yeah. Um, Yeah, you're busy. You're busy whenever you go to bed. Let's see if there's any more. I don't want to have to keep you all night. Um, yeah. So astral travel, out-of-body experiences, I would say the, the more you start meditating and learning how to stay, for me, I kind of feel it as like staying between like awake and asleep. Mm-hmm. And you want to try like when I, I help a lot of people like lucid dream and I help them with their dream symbolism. It's just like one of the things that I do. Um, I taught like a dream class to how to interpret your own dreams and um, how to how people can do like dream intentions to start lucid dreaming because the only time like the only time that I was able to stop some certain types of entity attacks were when I learned how to lucid dream. And Mm. that kind of led to like, oh, I think I left my body last night because I woke up and the whole bed was like (laughs) like shaking. It's almost like I fell on the bed and, um, even one night my husband like came running in the room like what was that sound i was like he's like i thought like i was going to walk into the room and like wow. your the wall was going to be hanging off or like something burst into the room i thought you're going to be like dead or something and i was like no but i was doing like a meditation <laughs> so, 
And yeah. I fell asleep doing it, but I was having like these lucid dreams. And um, but yeah, you can feel yourself coming back, which is funny. Um, yeah, I felt the bed shake whenever the the one time <laughs> I tried doing it too. It freaked me out. I was like, I'm done. <laughs> Sometimes you'll like go back because it's like you have to stop yourself from falling asleep, and that's when you yeah. can start astral projecting. And I've only done it like two times, like sitting up. Um, and one time I could not walk for a half hour because um, I don't. I think it was just like kind of like controlled chaos. Like I wanted to, but I didn't know what to do. And I, I didn't know to ground when I came back. And mm. so I was just like laying there and like, it's not, nothing fell asleep. Like people were like, oh, well maybe something fell asleep. I'm like, no, I've meditated way longer than that amount of time before. Nothing fell asleep. I know I'm old, but shit's not going to fall asleep that fast. <laughs> and, yeah. and then yeah. also I have like a nice meditation pillow, which makes a difference because it makes your um, spine sit a certain way. So you don't get that discomfort in your legs falling asleep. Oh, nice. So that was kind of scary. I was just kind of like laying there like, oh, what is going on? They're like, it's going to pass. Um, and then another guy told me some crazy stuff about that too, but that would be a whole nother segment. Um, ancestral mm -hmm. memories. Let's see. Somebody asked, Chris, Christine asked, um, oh, there is. where where can you read about your sighting when you were five? I'm wondering the same thing. Do you have that anywhere, Priscilla? Um, so actually I'll put it in my link tree, but last night I was on, or last night the I wasn't on there last night, but last night, uh, my whole experience is on the, uh, order of light podcast. Oh, so awesome. if you, if you follow order of light podcast or order of light on YouTube, YouTube. um, it, the whole thing's there. And he did these animations guys. Like he's like, I know it's not like exactly like your experience, but that was the first time that I'd seen it animated. Besides wow. in my, my memory. Do you know what I mean? Like, cause I've had some amazing people draw it for me and, and that like, um, one of my friends, his mom drew it and I, I need to get a frame for it so I can like put it up somewhere when we move, but I'm moving. So I'm not putting anything up now. But, um, when I saw that, the drawing it, like I was just crying. But last night when I'm like giving the kids a, pat, a bath and hanging out in the chat, cause he was like releasing the video that night, mm -hmm. he had so many great graphics on there and Yeah look up order of light and you should be following them anyways, if you're not. So, um, yeah. <laughs> yeah. They're cool. Order of light's cool. Um, yeah. He's said, and you're the one that kind of like put us in touch. So thank you for that. Cause yeah, I'm, I'm glad that he, uh, that you got to see some of that stuff animated. It makes such a, I bet it makes such a, a difference being able to yeah. actually like, you know, see it and showing. Yeah, because you're like, telling people what? for all these years, you know, like I wasn't telling so many people, but there were people that I talked to it about before, you know, um, mm. the first time I had like went public public and told the whole story was on that one time I was abducted by aliens podcast. So it's there too. Wow. But, um, but Robert did all these animations and looked at pictures. Like he was messaged me like, okay, we well, did the gray look like this or did it look like this? You know, um, uh, he was asking so many like great questions. So he, uh, he really made, he tells the story guys when he does his um, videos. Like, it's not just like how I'm talking to Lily right now. Like he'd be talking to Lily and having all these cool things like popping up and he's yeah. a pro. <laughs> so yeah. yeah, it was um, meeting so many beautiful people and, I'm getting to the point now where I'm like, am I supposed to, I feel like I'm being forced to pick a side. Do you know what I mean? Because I'm all about the government disclosure. I want that to happen. They need to be held accountable, but at the same time, I don't expect anything. And I mm -hmm. feel like I want to be there for the majority of people that are having these experiences that are either beautiful or terrifying or both. Um, yeah. And I feel like, you know, the people that they're like credible witnesses 
um, they're starting to get the support they need. So that so people are taking care of that part of the equation. Like disclosure has all these facets and every one of us is one. And I, that'd be a really big ass diamond or, you know, <laughs> you know, it's big, whatever, but we yeah. all have a role to play. And some people's yeah. role to play is to not give a shit about it, believe it or not. So, and that's hard when we want people to listen to me, listen to me, you know, like, yeah, this is real. But I, mm -hmm. you just have to respect what people are doing, even the skeptics. Um, but I'm leaning more towards the side where I'm, I really just want to be there for people. Mm -hmm. um, because there's not, in most cases, people don't have somebody to talk to in their everyday life. So if I'm making this platform saying like, oh, I care about this subject. Well, cool. We've got all the big wigs handling the government stuff. Hopefully that helps. Some people need that to believe. So I get it. Mm -hmm. I don't trust that, but I get that it is part of the process. Um, but for me, I just, I want to be here for people. And that's always been my role, even as a person in everyday life. Like if people yeah. call me when shit hits the fan and that's my job like to be there for people. So, um, yes, I, I just, it. it's part of the community, just like what you were doing, you know, um, like leading the meditations and helping people get into that space mm -hmm. is very important too because people need to understand how to do it in a controlled way but some people are just having these like like me for the longest time like these beings just popping up here and there like hey like and yeah before you understand it you're afraid of it um and there's there was like a point in my life where one was in the room you know and i was like but super young and it was wow. after my first experience and it was this mantis holographic thing. And Whoa. I was just like, Whoa, what is that? First you're like in awe. And then like, there's your fear takes over real fast. You're like, Oh shit, there's something in my room. There's wow. something in my room. Is that a monster? Is that a demon? Like I've never seen anything like this. Like it's not doing anything. It's not trying to hurt me. But at the same time, when you see something that you've never seen before, Especially a like, bug. Yeah, especially sorry, someone that has like, looks like a mantis. Yeah, like a mantis head. <laughs> and then you're like, try, you're like, am I awake? And you're awake. <laughs> like, that's like crazy town for me. So, yeah. But yeah, so we are hanging out past the hour so far. Do you have okay. anything else you want to talk about? Or is, is there anything else you want to address in the chat? Um, I think uh alien contact party i like that <laughs> we need a new political party just for us weirdos <laughs> the alien contact party i agree with that um <laughs> yeah and i guess i i don't know if there's anything else that well uh i've got live sunday meditation oh that's right yeah if you guys would like to so it's kind of like ce5 slash meditation i'll be doing live ce5 like outdoor ones eventually as it warms up, but it's really awesome. The people that have been showing up and getting together in a group, setting our intention together, the energy has been powerful. We've seen orbs. We've had my, my light like pop, like <laughs> it gets really, um, it, it gets, uh, it's pretty cool. And it's been, uh, there's people in the chat too. So definitely come check out the live Sunday meditations on my YouTube channel, Lily Nova Starseed. And it's uh, Sundays at 2 p.m. Central. And it is in – oh, my gosh. I'm so sorry about my voice, guys. <laughs> I still have this horrible cough. Um, everything's in the description, too. So, like, if you are like, oh, shoot, I didn't write that down or anything, just go mm -hmm. to the description after we're done. Her link tree is there, and it has everything that you need. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Well, thank you, everybody, for listening. 
<clears throat> I think my voice might be giving out on me for today. Hang out afterwards, Lily. Thank you, Kat, Deborah, Sansi, Chris, anybody that's new listening in the chat, anybody yeah. that's listening now, later in another dimension, please give back feed, give me some feedback, a follow, a share. Same thing for Lily. And there's other ways to support the channels in the description. Have a great night, guys. And I really, really do appreciate you showing up and listening. Mm -hmm.